Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We are two beautiful friends, as Ooh. you editorialized last, yes. last time. We like to talk a lot about serums. I do like inserting some positive self-talk into our introduction. I'm here for that. Because so often I do the opposite, where mm. I talk down about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's got to stop. It stops right now, well, right here, right now. Welcome listeners to the show. Before we get started, just a friendly reminder that we are actually hiring. We are hiring. A part-time Los Angeles-based assistant. And you can learn more and find out how to apply at forever35podcast.com slash jobs. Yep. So do that. So do that, please. Dory, can I tell you what happened to me this morning? Yes. 
as I mentioned in a previous episode, I've been shopping in my own like bucket of skincare products that I already own. And one item that I have circled back to is the ordinary retinol. Mm -hmm. And I put it on last night. And when I woke up this morning, I actually looked in the mirror and said, whoa, wow, my skin looked so smooth. And that's never happened to me before. Wow. Uh I am kind of reborn on this product. Your skin does look nice today. Oh, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got a Kula primer sample, Kula sunscreen primer that I got. It's a tiny sample. And I was like, I'll just try this out as my sunscreen. It smells like a fucking like cookie dough. It smells so good. It's a lovely, soft primer. Mm. Yeah, I've been using it the last two days. I'm also very into that. That's awesome. So anyway, just that's just what's going on with my face. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much. You are so welcome. How have you been? I have been okay. Which is great because previously you've been not okay, like barfing not okay. Yes. I also feel like I'm, I'm starting to feel more like myself. You are, as Gloria, as Stefan might say, coming out of the dark. <laughs> Um, I am coming out of the dark and into the light. You're getting, <laughs> getting on your feet, yes. you're standing up and making uh, things happen, but you're um, feeling better. I am feeling better. I'm feeling more like myself. I, we also went out to dinner and you were able to just eat what was, was at the restaurant. I was able to eat mostly when we got to the protein portion of the evening, I had some meat and I was like, nope. Ugh. And then they brought out some fish and I was like, nope. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> so I just sort of sat there. But overall, it was great. I really only started to fade in the last like half hour. That's got to feel so good. And yeah, it just felt good to like get dressed and put on makeup and go out to dinner with my husband and another couple and like actually have human interaction um, and be around other people and eat some normal food. It, it felt good. So... Yeah, and there's another exciting thing that happened to you this week that I cleaned out my bathroom. Well, I was going to say that you bought maternity jeans. <laughs> oh, I sure did. I bought maternity jeans. I so I'm as I as we are speaking right now, I'm 12 weeks. Woo! Woohoo. Um I'm not like really showing yet, but I feel like I've always like I carry my weight in my stomach anyway. And now it feels like I've just like eaten too much (laughs) like I feel kind of bloated and it's like not comfortable like some of my jeans still fit but it's not like comfortable to wear them and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go for it and get a pair of maternity jeans so I went to our old friends Madewell who make maternity jeans now that is so nice because they did not when I was I don't even know if Madewell existed when I had kids (laughs) Um, my kids are 25 (laughs) it does feel like in the year 2018 there are some great options for maternity wear Uh, totally there's so many wonderful choices very pleased yeah and and that run the gamut of price range too yeah so Madewell was having a 30% off sale oh yeah yeah so I just I just ordered a pair of jeans they came yesterday 
And I love them. Now, did you order the kind with the giant waistband? I sure did. Because then there's also the kind. Yeah, the side panel ones. That expand. Yeah. Yes, which also fit comfortably like under, under. the giant pregnant I belly. I like feeling like the belly's kind of coddled. Yeah, especially now. Especially yeah. now. I just like feeling it's sort of like mild shapewear. You're like, you like the hug of a high-waisted maternity. Exactly. Pant. It just feels good. Also, on the Madewell site, um, they also carry side panel jeans and a lot of the reviews of the side panel jeans were not that great saying people saying that they ran too small. Oh, no, they thanks. didn't like how they fit, but the over the belly ones, people were raving. They about. look super cool. Thank you. I complimented yeah, they're like you on distressed them. skinny jeans. Yeah. They've got a, like a cut knee. Yeah. Um, so they're super comfortable. They're also super stretchy. I'm really into them. I will say also Madewell has a thing where if you bring a pair of jeans to donate, you get 20% off. Yes. I mean, not 20%, excuse me, $20 off. Yeah. So if you're in the market for maternity jeans, and I think if they don't carry them in store, they'll order them for you and, yes, and honor, and honor the, the... I don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not a Madewell employee, just a fan. <laughs> um, Yet. Listen, Madewell, <laughs> call me. <laughs> But I think they might do that. So if you're in the market yeah. for maternity jeans, that might be a good spot. Yeah. The only annoying thing is that most like mainstream retailers that have maternity lines don't carry them in store. Like Madewell doesn't, Gap doesn't. I don't even think Old Navy has maternity stuff in store anymore. Target does. Yeah. But at least at my Target, the maternity, I'm putting that in quotes, section was one sad rack <laughs> Really? Of, like really ugly clothes. Yeah. Gotta come out to the burbs where I so live. So I should maybe I should go out to the burbs because I've heard people have, have said good things about the Target Target maternity line, but at my Target it was not um it was not amazing. Um the other thing I did this week is I cleaned up my bathroom. And it freed you? It felt really good. I mean, I have this like my under sink cabinet in my bathroom is pretty big and it's just sort of become like a repository for a lot of crap. Um, and so I was like, the time has come. I need to just clear this out. And like, there was a lot of like expired stuff. Like it, there, it was just a mess in there. So I cleaned it out. It looks great now. I feel really good about it. And then I also, I was like, well, while I'm here, I might as well also clean out. I have this like shelf with three baskets. Um, and one of the baskets had been devoted to like IVF meds. And it was just full of syringes. That you used to have to... <laughs> Unused syringes. Because whenever you order IVF meds or you buy them at a pharmacy, they give you like 10 times as many syringes and, and needles as you would possibly ever need. So you end up with this like really big surplus of syringes. And I also had a bunch of sharps containers filled with like needles and stuff that I'd used. Oh my gosh. And so, and you know, you have to dispose of sharps containers at specific places. It's kind of a pain in the ass. So as I was like looking into disposing of these sharps containers, I was like, I feel bad just throwing out brand new syringes so I started Googling around and there are a few places that looked like they would accept them and they send them to like other countries. So that was one option. Then I was like, maybe there's like a needle exchange in LA that I could just like drop them off. Turned out that there was. That's great. So I emailed the guy on their website and was like, hey, I have a lot of leftover syringes from infertility treatments. Like, 
would you want them? And he was like, yeah, that would be great. And then I was like, I also have a lot of unopened uh, travel size toiletries. Would you like those too? <laughs> Did he say yes? Yes. He was like, well, we'll take them. Oh, that's amazing. So I dropped them off. Um, yeah. So all of you who have done IVF, you know, if you're down with needle exchanges, which I am down with, um, you might look into that as an option for giving away your old needles. Your unused needles. That's great. That's that's great that you actually did that instead of just tossing them. Way to go. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, the one thing I could do. Um, and I, I feel like I'm kind of like I'm trying to get rid of stuff. My, my, my unending quest to get rid of stuff. I'm also deep in that quest. I sold a pair of shoes on Noisaf Bazaar, um, which felt good. They were a pair I'd bought. And as soon as I got them, I was like, I don't like how these look. Uh oh. Did you ever wear them? No. I never wore them out of the house, so they were in great condition. Wow. Um and I sold them for almost as much as I bought them for. Congratulations. So I feel good about that. And then I also um sent off a large I've done this a couple times where I just put together a large priority flat rate box and fill it with books. And then I post in Forever Thirty Five the Forever Thirty Five uh book Facebook group. <laughs> and I'm like, does anyone want to pay for shipping? There was like 12 hardcover books in here. That's amazing. That's such a great idea. And I felt like, okay, at least these are like going to someone who actually wants them. So that was my week. How was your week? Oh, well, Dory, I purchased a new autumnal candle at Target. Oh, we're in autumnal candle land. We are in autumnal candle season. I believe it's called autumn harvest. It's a pumpkin-y spice. I love a pumpkin candle. I have no shame about this. And Target makes the best ones. So if anyone wants to just, you know, pat uh, get together and talk about pumpkin candles, I'm your person. I'm here for that. I love a pumpkin candle. Anyway, I went camping in the woods with 210 women. 210 of your closest friends. I mean, truly, I love every single one of them. And it was really, really fun, but also exhausting. Yeah. Um, but we were literally camping in bunks. I went zip lining. Ooh. Was there a ropes course? There was. I did not do it. Oh. Were um, there trust falls? I don't know. Okay. But there was a climbing wall. There was just all sorts of activities. I played games. I made up friendship bracelets. I had a wonderful Did time. you stay off your phone? Yeah, actually, for the most part, I did. That's awesome. And I would, I would have these moments of like clarity that was just like, wow, I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying myself so much and I'm connecting with other people. And I'm not even feeling the urge to look at this oh. monster in my pocket. So that felt really wonderful. And then my friend who was on um, the trip with me, my friend Joy, came and sp- spent a couple nights here at my home. And she and my kids planned an unbirthday celebration for me. It so was cute. so sweet. They. I don't like she was very good at getting my kids to do stuff I couldn't get them to do they drew me a bath like four in the afternoon I got in the bath and my daughters were so excited and I took like a 30 minute bath and I I tell you what my back pain has felt so much better since this bath and then my they set up a whole little nail salon outside and my daughters did my nails my feet and my hands they look crazy they're sparkly yes my feet look like truly (laughs) like i just dunked them in a bunch of buckets of paint (laughs) but they were so proud of themselves oh and they were having so much fun 
And they were very much like my daughters were very much in service. It was really neat. They were like massaging me. I mean, look, they were in service to me. <laughs> I realize this makes me sound very self-absorbed, but it was really sweet. That and then they, so we nice. made dinner and we had chocolate chip cookies and which were really good. They were excellent. It was the smitten kitchen recipe, apparently. Mm. So it was very, it was really wonderful to have that with my daughters and also just have a friend who came and visited me and then did something nice for me. It was so nice. Joy is a great friend. Hello, Joy, if you're listening. So that was just a really special. That's so great. Yeah. It was a really fun thing that we did with, with my daughter. So, you know, find yourself a friend who comes and stays with you and cooks you steak on your grill and makes your kids paint your nails. Done. (laughs) (laughs) easy as that and you know i will tell you um because we've been talking about friendship so much on our regular episode and the mini episode that i met joy the same way i met you which is on the micro blogging platform tumblr you know you can make friends in the the most magical of places you know what i would love what if we accomplish anything with this podcast what if we help people make friends with each other that would be awesome like that I feel like in terms of like an intention of doing this podcast would be amazing. Totally. So anyways, listeners, please go out and become friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job. That's your job. No, but that would be really cool if we connected people. I agree. Way. Oh, well. All right. Well, okay. I think it's time for a quick break. I'm going to go light my pumpkin candle and cozy in for some ads. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me me just tell you why. Yeah, get into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? (laughs) No, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. That's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. 
no thank once you. you once you start wearing honey love you're just like no not yep. going back you see also, how it like, could be yes also like summer sweat under those underwires is like ugh, the worst now you don't have to worry about it get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market save 20 percent off at honeylove.com slash forever Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. 
get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. So Kate, I was thinking. Yes? Just because we live in Los Angeles does not mean that we do not have empathy for our listeners who live in colder climes. Colder climes? Yes. <laughs> I've never heard the word climes. Is that a real word? Mm-hmm. C-L-I-M-E. Oh, well, I was yeah. going to say climate. No, and Dory, you know, you and I are both East Coast natives. We I are. went to college in Maine for four years. Yeah. And then we both lived in New York for about 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, I, I went to college in Philly, which is not as cold as Maine, but, but gets its fair share Did of- Did you have a nice storm? Um, I do remember freshman year coming back in a blizzard, (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't, it didn't get as cold as Boston, but it got cold enough. It got cold enough. And now we live a spoiled life in Southern California. We are spoiled, but we still wanted to talk about kind of the change in weather and how to maintain self-care when stuff gets freezing cold freezing cold dark don't like let's not forget i mean it gets dark early here but it's a different kind of dark when it's 15 degrees out yeah and or it's dark 15 at, degrees below and it's dark at four o'clock so i actually reached out to some friends and my sister-in-law who live in portland oregon seattle and portland maine mm-hmm. i feel like all anybody who lives in those locales or yeah. should i say those climbs <laughs> are going to be experts on how to survive gross weather totally because it's not just like a day of a day of darkness or a day of rain right it is months it's months and you start to go stir crazy yeah i feel like also like i don't always think about the pacific northwest winters but it does it's rainy it's raw it's It's raw there and cold yeah and it's that kind of wet cold yeah that is incredibly uncomfortable and that gets to your bone yeah and don't forget we have international listeners oh we sure do who are in cold like london oh yeah london that's a cold spot yeah canada freezing freezing up there We sound like we're doing a stand-up comedy routine. We've never been to the cold. I'm going to even say, and I'm going to sound like an asshole, it gets cold in California. Yeah. It doesn't ever get cloudy 
or mm. rainy. We have about a we day had, of rain. We we had one year where it rained a lot. Remember that? I do. Two I will, years ago? I will tell you, recently it was supposed to rain, and my children were excited in the way I got excited for snow. They had like all their rain gear on. Aww. They stomped to school in their rain boots, and then it didn't rain, and they were devastated. Aww. We don't get rain. It's bonkers. Have they seen snow? They have. Not a lot. Yeah. And every time they do, they're like, what is that? <laughs> like, you, you think they're going to like tromp and frolic and instead they're like, this is fucking cold. We're not, we never have the cl- right clothes for it because we, it's not a consistent right. weather pattern here. So we're always in, we're like the people in jeans in the yeah. snow <laughs> totally. that we would make fun of when I was a kid. Anyway. So yeah. So Kay consoles her friends. We also chatted, chatted and we came up with some hot tips for, for cold, cold weather. weather. <laughs> we, we didn't write that. No, no, but we, we just, we just made it. We up. just improvised. So here's the first one that almost everybody said. Okay. That I that I've never used personally, but I I think if were I in these climates, I would desperately need a sun lamp. You know, I should have gotten a sun lamp. Yeah, because you said you were diagnosed with yes. seasonal affectiveness yes. disorder. And why did I never get a sun lamp? What is wrong with me? I don't know because I hear they they work. So especially when the when it's dark and cold, starting your day sitting in front of a sun lamp. I know I have a friend who just drinks their coffee and checks mm, their phone i like that first thing in the morning do you and, have a wreck for one yes my bff in oregon hello Teresa, suggested this one it's on amazon nature bright sun touch plus light and ion therapy lamp we will obviously link to it it's 40 dollars. i believe she's had her since 2010 oh. and it's still going strong okay so it sounds like a great investment great uh and that one that would really help just kind of your daily feels totally so if it's something you've been putting off getting now is the time do it yeah. especially now where it's october yep yep before you get into those solstice yeah. months i think preventative months. preventative um winter therapy is probably a good idea yeah you heard and along first. those same lines if it is in your budget plan a trip to a warm climate in february or march yes i was i was shocked at how many people how many of my friends said they were doing this and uh, like obviously it has to be something that financially makes sense. Yeah. Not everybody can like jet off to right. a warm climate. My sister-in-law says like they'll take a couple long weekends away. Like they're going to come down to California for the holidays. Um, I think they might be doing another warm locale trip and it's only for maybe three or you know three days yeah but it just breaks it up yeah. or it gives you something to look forward to totally I mean I remember when I was a kid we often went well, you know we would have uh, school vacation in February and in April mm-hmm. and we would go visit my grandparents usually in February in were they, they in, in Florida, Florida. Mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. you just like need to get out of the Northeast I also had a boss um, at my when I worked at the New York Observer and he his like his big piece of life advice was to again if you have the means take a week off in February and a week off in August could even do a staycation for some of those I mean, we could here in California. We could, yeah. But I think the point being when you live in the Northeast... You got to get out. You got to get out. And in August, like August in New York especially is very like muggy and oppressive. And so if you can leave, it's a it's great to leave. But again, like just having that thing to look forward to yes. can like get you through. It's so important. Can I turn you on to a tip I received recently? Have you heard of Scott's 
cheap flights? Yes, I subscribe. I'm a premium subscriber. Oh, you're a premium subscriber? Yes, I pay to subscribe to Scott's Cheap Flights. So my best friend uh, just turned me on to this site and it's essentially a, a, a guy, maybe now a company, where they search for cheap flights, they send out emails and the deals kind of disappear in about 24 hours. But you can get some really, really great cheap flights on this site. Yeah. My one piece of advice if you're using Scott's cheap flights is make sure you put in um, what region or what airports you like to leave from or you will literally get like hundreds of emails. That, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting so many emails from Scott's cheap flights? And then I realized I had it set to like everything. Um, yeah, Scott's cheap flights is great. So scottscheapflights.com if you're looking for a vacation and you want to try to find a deal, check that out. Everyone suggested saunas and spas. Mm-hmm. Who knew all my friends were saunaing and spaing all winter? <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, like, think about like Iceland. Yes, people have saunas in their homes yeah, up in there. They're yeah. like big sauna and spa, the Blue Lagoon. I mean, you know, a hot spring. Hot spring. Um, I have visited in Portland, Oregon, a place called Loyally which is like a sauna, like just a little sauna place. And they have, they have memberships. They also do like warm foot baths and it was very affordable. Uh, And it seems like a place like Portland where it's gross for, you know, all winter. It seems like a great, great little spot. Yeah. But even just a day trip, like to our local Korean spots, about $20 Mm -hmm. to go use all their saunas, all their warm baths. And that can really make you feel so much better totally and i would just say you know if you're pregnant Mm. you shouldn't be going into saunas or steam rooms or really hot tubs could you take a warm bath at home but you could take a warm bubble bath at home that sounds nice which could be very relaxing that's a good tip dory i had thanks i had forgotten about our pregnant friends yeah i'm here to represent good (laughs) my sister-in-law also does hot yoga oh another thing you can't do while pregnant no but a good thing to do to heat yourself up in the winter. Yeah. Another tip we got making concrete plans to leave the house that you can't cancel. Mm. So doing something where you have to hold yourself accountable to do stuff. So you get off the couch. That can be hard. That can be hard. I I liked her follow-up tip though, which is enjoy also enjoy the cozy. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this was a good tip. She said she started to look forward to the change of season that ushers in rainy fall Saturdays on the couch with tea and a stack full of books from the library, comfy leggings, warm socks, XL t-shirt and a dog on your lap. Another hot tip, which you and I had talked about too, is having the right gear Yes, and investing if you can within your budget in good stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that you want to wear. And and I would also say, start buying that stuff now. Right, so you're not buying it like on the first yeah, day. Yeah, because I feel like I would always do it too late and stuff does sell out. Yeah, that's a good point. So, And you had a favorite item that you wore. I did. I had the L.L. Bean duck boots with the shearling lining. Mm. So, you know, it really kept your feet nice and toasty. But they're, those duck boots are indestructible yeah. and really waterproof. They keep you really dry. Um, I got the ones that came like, they weren't the super tall ones, but they weren't the, the like ankle length ones. Right, you, so you could walk through a snowbank. I could walk through a snowbank. Um, and yeah, I would just recommend those. They And the soles have nice grips, so you're not like slipping around on the ice. 
Um, also, Sorel boots, I think, are great. Yeah, my family always wore Sorel boots when we had to go out and snow plow. Yeah. Yeah, and I Uggs, while warm, are not waterproof. I've never actually worn Uggs, so I, I don't know. No, I have. I wore them through many New York City winters, but you're, they get wet. Your feet oh. get wet. Ooh. And I never really had, like, proper boots when I lived in oh, New York yeah. for years. I would wear, like rain boots in the snow yeah no there were a couple winters where i didn't have proper boots and you just get so miserable yeah get yourself a good pair of boots good gloves good gloves a hat yes and a big ass coat get a puffy coat with water like resistant puffy water coat. resistant you know if you like down get it with down if you like down alternative get it with down alternative but get something that will really keep you warm can i offer a coat tip get a coat that covers your ass and your thighs oh totally it, it can't get the, be get the, the long waist. ones get the knee length ones yeah you have to you have to fucking bundle the fuck up yeah i would also say <laughs> um bring or keep an extra pair of socks at work oh that's a great idea because your feet get Yeah, just in case your feet even if you're wearing your duck boots in case your feet get wet and i always like to just have a pair of shoes at work too here was one that a friend suggested make a proactive and specific list of things you can do when it is dark and rainy and snowy and cold that will help you feel better or at least distracted from the sorrow of the season keep it handy and pull it out when the blues are coming on hot chocolate and movies on the couch cleaning out and purging a closet a jigsaw puzzle recipes that you want to master she goes on and on find people in your life that you want to get to know better and be purposeful about scheduling time with them as the dark season approaches i really like this tip i like this idea of having like a handy list that you can just be like oh these are things that make me feel better yeah that i can do in this weather totally um one of my friends says that they take vitamin d you know i was diagnosed with a vitamin d deficiency after i'd moved to la oh really (laughs) yeah and did you end up taking a vitamin D supplement? Yeah, or did you spend more I still time take one because when when you start doing IVF, like vitamin D, your vitamin D level is something that, that they look at. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, also, cook warm, nourishing foods and stews. And my recommendation would be to get a slow cooker. Now, look, you know where you can get a good deal on a slow cooker, Dory? You know what I'm going to say. You know it. I do. <laughs> say it it begins with c and it ends with ostco (laughs) costco has affordable slow cookers also secondhand like a good will's got to have a slow cook i'm just thinking of like slow cookers are are not you can get a decent slow cooker for like 20 bucks yes it's such a great investment i have mine going right now actually Mm. and it's not winter here yet um i got really into my slow cooker when i lived in new york a soup a stew yeah and you can set it before you leave for work and come home and you come home and your apartment just smells so fragrant and stewy <laughs> love a stewy apartment love a stewy apartment and also make soup yeah I do, and i do think it is really in, important to eat warming foods in cold weather it's like the winter is not the time to be like getting your salad and smoothie game on no they're freezing they're gonna physically make your body cold yeah. so soup it up i'll include a lentil soup recipe that i love um what about finding exercise that you can do in cold weather well you know you can always join a gym mm-hmm. That's or go to option. go to yoga but when i lived in the last couple of years i lived in new york i got very into running <laughs> I also used to be a winter runner. And I really, I actually really liked running in the winter. Um, And it kind of goes back to a tip we mentioned earlier about gear. If you have good gear, like you can run in, in the cold and the wet. 
um, I ran a half marathon in Central Park in like a mild snowstorm. That sounds beautiful. But I had, I had a hat. I had a waterproof jacket. I had good leggings. You were decked out. I was decked out. So, you know, I think, I think you can still do it. But I do think being able to do some kind of exercise in the cold weather is so important. Yeah. Now you might be like a person who enjoys skiing and all that jazz. I'm not. I am a very cold bodied person. So I would go to yoga all winter Mm. and enjoy the like warmth of the sweaty room. Yeah. Um, But also I think one thing that can motivate you, like if you pay for your, don't waste money, like don't get a gym membership and not use it. But if you're a person who's motivated by the money they're spending, that can be very helpful. Like if I buy a 10, 10 class yoga pass, I use it because I've spent the money. Here's one. Have fun taking care of your skin. Mm. Get yourself like a nice oil. Oh, yeah. A hand cream. Yeah. Oh, hand cream. Well, especially because you get that cracked winter skin. Yes. Um, I emailed our friend and facialist, Courtney Chisano. And Courtney recommended Egyptian Magic. Oh. Which I hate to do this again. You can get at Costco sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I know I'm a broken record. <laughs> Um, But Courtney said it's a great all-purpose hydrator that I recommend for people living in the cold, harsh winter climates. It's natural. It's easy to find. And it works great on cuticles and elbows, too. And she said, acneic skin can use it occasionally as a treatment and dry skin types can use it nightly. It's a balm consistency. So I recommend more for nighttime use. I would also say get a great um, lip balm. Oh, yeah. Put it on. But you know what? Don't for forgo the sunscreen yes sunscreen year-round babies especially if you live in a place with snow because you can get burned from the reflection yes so every day every day sunscreen that sunscreen it up um i would also say as a tip that if you're really feeling the weight of the winter talk to someone talk to a therapist talk to a psychiatrist it's okay to go on antidepressants if you're really sad Yes, 100%. Yeah, I feel like I first went on antidepressants because of the winter. Uh, I think that's that's a great tip. And I tip. just stayed on them. Then you, me too. <laughs> you enjoyed the journey so much. Oh, yeah. Um, now, here is a question. Something about surviving the winter with kids. How the hell do you do it? How the hell do you survive the winter with kids? I don't have any great insights on this. I don't, I honestly don't either. I will be honest with you. I was in New York city with a a newborn who was born in December. I was on maternity leave through a very tough winter and then went back to work in March and it is very challenging. And I was only there with a baby. We moved when my daughter was nine months old. Um, I, I mean, you know, one thought I have is activity, indoor activities with kids where they can still get their bodily energy out. Mm And I know for you, people who live in the cold weather, that's got to be really hard. Yeah. If anyone has any great indoor winter tips for kids, please holler at us. Holler at us because, you know, we're, we're trying, but we can't claim to be experts in that area. No, nope. we certainly cannot. Um, and, and Dory, I think we have... A special tip from our Minnesota correspondent. We do. All right. And here she is. Hi, everyone. It's Nora McNerney. 
the Midwest correspondent for Forever 35, reporting for duty. Yesterday, there were rumors that there were snowflakes flying. It was 35 degrees. Forever 35 degrees is the... um, the temperature here in Minnesota, just kidding, it's going to be like negative 35 in two months. Winter is here, okay? Winter is not just coming, it is here, it's dry, it's going to wreak havoc on our skin, our hair, our lives. I'm using my seasonal affective disorder lamp. It is a mega one, it was prescribed to me. It looks medical, okay? I just sit underneath that every morning and just blast myself. I'm taking so much vitamin D. By the way, you're probably not taking enough. Like, just take tons of it. Obviously, see a doctor, but I'm taking like 10,000 IUs. I don't even know what that means, but I need it. Anyways, winter, skin, hair, it's going to get dry, okay? It's going to get very dry. So a long time ago, a dermatologist told me that if it's winter and it's automatically dry. You shouldn't be like blasting yourself with hot water in a shower. You should be using warm water. Hell no. No, I'm not going to do that. In no way am I going to take a lukewarm shower just to protect my skin. That's not happening. I'm going, if I shower, by the way, which I don't do every day, I do maybe every three days, I'm going to burn off a layer of skin. It feels good to me. I bring into the shower my moisturizers. I combine Lubriderm, like your grandma's lotion, pump that into my hand, make a little divot with my finger, and then I put some almond oil, just almond oil, in the middle of that, mix it all up in my hands, and apply it to my damp bod, and then I just let it soak in, and I hang out for a while. I don't rub my skin dry. I pat it dry. I'm very greasy for a while. I put on a bathrobe, and I do all my other skincare stuff while my skin soaks up, the combination of Lubriderm and almond oil. You can use pretty much any kind of oil. You don't have to also use a a traditional lotion, but I like the combination of the two. I really do. In extreme situations, I've also used that sort of shower lotion um, by Nivea, like that you, you, you apply in the shower, but I don't know that it's necessary. I think really you can just make your own mega moisturizer by combining an oil and a lotion together and applying it when your skin is not bone dry. My face already feels like it's going to crack and fall off. The best part about winter here in the Midwest is that we are sun deprived and it is time for us to use our retinols, our retinoids, because we're not going to be out in the sun because the sun is abandoning us for many, many months. But that also makes our skin super dry. So I'm back. I'm back on my my regular retinol already, but I'm also layering it with a lot of moisturizers. My very favorite is a Pacifica product that I think that Kate told me about, maybe it was Dory. It's Pacifica Wake Up Beautiful Super Hydration Sleepover Mask. I freaking love it. I truly, it might just be a placebo effect from the name itself, but it's super moisturizing without being greasy and you wake up looking like your skin just drank a glass of water. I love it so much. It's for drying combination skin types. It's vegan and cruelty-free. Other things that I'm loving, The Ordinary, Buffet Multi-Technology Peptide Serum. 
The directions say to apply to the entire face in the AM and PM after cleaning, and you can layer that with other moisturizers. I am a huge fan of CeraVe, which I don't know if I'm saying right. For a while, I was saying it's CeraVe, but I think it's just CeraVe. I think that's just, you say it like it looks. They have an entire line called the Skin Renewing Line, and it looks like it's for old people, but you know what? Old people are the best. So what the hell am I even talking about? It's these super rich moisturizers. I use, um, I layer the skin renewing gel oil. You really don't need a lot. You need a very small amount. I dot it all over my face and I layer it with the skin renewing night cream. Amazing. They're both at Target. They're both at CVS. They're both even at Walgreens. And they're pretty cheap. They're like under under 20 bucks each and they've lasted forever. I use like maybe, um, I've had to replenish them every like six months. So that's pretty good. Um, I also just tried the Ceravi Eye Repair Cream, which I love. Comes in a little half ounce bottle, which means it's going to last you for like 600 years. And basically I'm just trying to lube myself up every night and every day. I do use the Skin Renewing Gel Oil in the morning, a little bit of it underneath my SPF 30 moisturizer. I still wear SPF 30 all year round because once, you know, once there is snow that's really sticking on the ground up here, sun reflects off it, okay? And you're never going to regret wearing sunscreen. Okay, here's something that we have not talked about, which is your, your head and like your hair. I don't wash my hair a lot. I do have hair extensions, more on that another time, but um, I don't, I, I've just never um, in the past, like never, by the way, no, I used to wash my hair all the time because I grew up in the nineties and dry shampoo had not been invented yet. And, um, it was a dark time. So all you youths should really appreciate the, the era that you're growing up in. Anyways, um, if you are an avid dry shampoo user and most of us are, and I'm always an advocate for the cheapest thing that you can buy at like the grocery store or Target or or CVS, which for me is um, the Not Your Mother's brand of of dry shampoo or the Dove dry shampoo, amazing. But if you have used a lot of dry shampoo and then you're like, oh my God, my head itches. You know why your head itches? Because there's alcohol in that product, in both of those products. It's an aerosol. Uh, it it's it's able to go through the little pump thing because it takes a liquid form. Thank you to that. Uh, thanks to that alcohol and alcohol absorbs oil. It dries out also your skin. That's why your head is itching because your skin is dry. I got this um, dry shampoo that uh, from Aveda, the Aveda Shampure dry shampoo. It's a powder, but it's in a squeezable bottle um, that has a little nozzle and you just sort of that's a sound effect, puff, puff it into your hair. And there's no aerosol, there's no alcohol in it. And it's amazing. You rub it in, you brush it in. It smells amazing. It smells like a Veda. And my head is a lot less itchy. It also has a companion product that I've really, really grown attached to. It's good for hair extensions, which can't grease themselves up, and also just for just general hair as well, which is the Shampure Thermal Dry Conditioner, which instantly softens with a calming Aveda aroma. 
And I dry shampoo my roots. I dry condition my ends. I smell amazing. I don't have an itchy head. And I truly feel like this is a coup. The bottles look small, but they've lasted quite a while. And in true Aveda fashion, um, you can get that dry shampoo refilled. You can bring that bottle in and refill it with dry shampoo. And that feels amazing. So I'm hoping for a less itchy head and for less itchy skin by basically just moisturizing the ever-loving hell out of my body and my head at all times. Kate and Dory, I apologize because you asked me for a two-minute segment, so good luck with this. Secondarily, and maybe your wonderful producer can can just um, include this in a separate note, I got a great question on my Instagram, which is something that I would really love all of your listeners to answer, which is, are you a Kate or a Dory? And I'm a Kate. I'm a Kate. I'm a Kate. I didn't even have to think about it. Um, I'm a Kate. Uh, I'm a Kate, you know? It's like I'm a Kate, which makes me really admire uh, Dory, but Kate really has all of my same insecurities. <laughs> like, just all of them. All of them. Uh, so I'd love to hear from everybody. Are you a Kate or a Dory? And um, and why? Why? Also, I mean, you know, it could be a sliding scale. Are you a Kate with a Dory rising? Are you a Dory with Kate tendencies? Just I'd love to know more. Uh, okay, this has been Nora McInerney, the Midwest correspondent for Forever 35, giving you too much information. Goodbye. Oh, thank you, Nora. Always love hearing from yeah. Nora. Um, and we're going to take a quick break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning, in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like, I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. 
OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Our guest today is Dr. Tosi Odunsi Akanji. Tosi, welcome. Thank you. Or should I say Dr. Tosi? Oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you have the doctor, people should use it anytime they address you. Sure. Um, let me read a quick bio uh, before we get started so our listeners can get to know you. Dr. Tosi Adunzi Akanji is an OBGYN medical resident and a self-described life motivator. You can follow her like I do on Instagram, where she talks about everything from medical school to grief and being a young widow to spirituality to her own wellness and self-care practices. She also runs a minority medical mentorship program, which you can find more about on her Instagram at Life by Tosi. Now, I have been incredibly inspired by following you on Instagram because as a writer, I feel like I have no concept of what it takes to actually go through medical school, be a resident, become a doctor. So I was wondering mm. if you could touch on that for our listeners who also might like be like me and, and, and not understand kind of what it takes, what inspired you to go into medicine and what you've you know, learned or taken away along the way. Mm, that's a good question. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so as a lot of people know, becoming a doctor takes a long time, but it seems like, oh, we're always studying and we can't go out. So that's usually the viewpoint that people have, that we're just in school for a really long time, which is part of the truth. Um, so like everybody else, we do four years of undergraduate and then you take pre-medical courses that are required to apply for medical school. Um, you don't have to be a specific major to go to medical school, but you take those core requirements and then you take the MCAT, which is the qualifying exam, and then you apply to medical school um, wherever you desire to go. And then medical school is four years. And then during those four years, you decide what specialty you want to do. And the core specialties include um, psychiatry, family medicine, pediatrics, surgery, obstetrics and gynecology. What's the other one? 
Oh man, I can't remember. That's okay. We we will never be able. We we don't know. Sure. So that sounds great to us. <laughs> oh, and internal medicine. That's ah, important. Yes. Um, so you pick one of those, and then you specialize in one of those, and then even after you do residency, which can, which can be three years to six years, you can even specialize even more if you want to do more training, um, and go even deeper in those subspecialties. So. It is a lot of schooling, it is a lot of training, um, a lot of studying, but at the end, they tell us that it'll get better. So. <laughs> <laughs> what What year are you um, in your residency? I'm in my last year of my obstetrics and gynecology residency, so I'll be done next year. Yay. And, and yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What follows? Do you then become an OBGYN? Will you be delivering babies, seeing all sorts of patients? So even in residency, we deliver babies, we operate. So during that training, you're building up those skills to go out on your own. So after residency, you can choose that that's it, I'm done, and then you start practicing. Or like I said before, you can do a subspecialty or a fellowship and do additional training in a a more niche position. Um, So I could do a fellowship right after residency I could take a break or I could do private practice or become a hospitalist whatever I want to do is fine um but after you take your the exam for obstetrics and gynecology then you're board certified and that's when you're officially done one thing I I've read on your Instagram stories that I found really inspiring and kind of applicable to any field is that you were in, in, you were saying and encouraging people who are older that that anybody can go to medical school. I feel like that's the, like those one of those areas where it's like, oh, if you don't do it when you're young, you can't do it because it takes so long. But you were really encouraging anyone, no matter what the age, to do it if it's if it's their passion. Is that something that you've seen in your experience in medical school, that it's people of all ages? Yes, absolutely. And just to give an example, so my dad, he completed his medical training in Nigeria. Then he got his PhD in England. And then he had to redo his residency here in the United States. So he had three kids and a family and he had to start all over when we moved to the United States. So he was an older resident taking, I guess, orders from these little kids who had just graduated from medical school. So anybody, especially international students, they might be a little bit older. They can definitely start as long as you have the passion to do it. Um, There's no age that's too old. And that's funny that you mentioned that because I was reading about some of the older medical students in their 50s and 60s, and they're just doing it for fun. I don't know why, but it's still (laughs) possible. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Residencies are kind of notoriously crazy. Um, Like you're you're working all the time. You're working. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but, um, you know you're working these like really long shifts, you don't have much downtime. How do you stay sane when your hours are so crazy? Yeah, it's, I think those habits start before you get to residency. There's a bit more control over your time in medical school where you're responsible for learning the knowledge and that's Mm. all you're responsible for. Um, But transitioning to residency, now you're a bit more responsible 
but they pretty much own you for however long you're in training. So at least for my schedule, I know that I'm working from six to six at a minimum every day. Um, so I have to schedule like my workouts around that. Um, just to give an example, one of my co-residents, she signed up for Orange Theory. We're both turning 32 in the next few months and put on a little weight. So she got me into Orange Theory in the last week. So wow. I've been going and <laughs> it's been fun. Orange Theory, it, honestly, I was I said to Kate recently, Orange Theory like totally scares me. <laughs> um, it, scares so, me it scares me too. Um, I, you're 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Is, mm-hmm. is your shift. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. how, how do you work in other self-care practices when your schedule is not only so um, overwhelming and intense, but also your job requires that you give so much of yourself to people. Like you're mm. you're in emotional, physical contact with humans who need you all day long. How how are you then able to kind of care for yourself? And if do you have kind of small things you do on a regular basis to um, to do that? I definitely do. So during the day, and my coworkers and people they probably don't know this, but. I'll steal away to the bathroom for like five, 10 minutes. I don't know what they think I'm doing in there. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I'm just taking that time to just think and meditate. It's not that long. I feel like the max I'm in there is five minutes and I let everybody know I'm going to the bathroom. Um, But yeah, I take that time to just kind of meditate and get back to a grounded state because sometimes the labor floor can get crazy. So um, we'll have like a bunch of patients coming in and we have this joke that between 3 p.m. and sign out, which is when we trade with the night team, that's when the bus rolls up. So to (laughs) mentally mentally prepare for that, sometimes I'll steal away to the bathroom and just like get ready for, for that moment those last three hours of the shift and and when you say the bus rolls up it's a bus full of women in labor is that everybody either, you're seeing either they're in labor or they're not and yeah. they think that they're in labor so we have to triage them just kind of like the emergency room where you decide whether you're going to admit somebody um, keep them for overnight observation or they can just go home because they're not really in labor or having an issue. So now as someone who's working in, um, OB and, and Gyne, what, what kind of advice do you give women, woman, women seeking an OBGYN? And I'm kind of curious, how can women better empower themselves as advocates when they're meeting with physicians or when they're advocating for their own medical care? Mm. Let's see. So I think the most important thing is establishing rapport with your OBGYN. There have definitely been patients who request a certain resident. So let's say I delivered their baby during my first year. They might request for me to be there or if I can be around when they're delivering their next. And I'm just like, I don't necessarily remember you, but sure, <laughs> I, I can do that. Um, but there's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. Um, so once you meet with your OBGYN, if you have that initial connection, um, there are certain OBs within different practices and you can tell who their patients are just by their personalities, 
Um, there are some attendings that are very like, no nonsense, let's get it done. And they have patients that are like that too, which I think is very funny. Um, but you just have this, this chemistry with your patients and that definitely develops over time. Um, I've had the opportunity of following a lot of the high risk um, pregnant patients for about two months on my maternal fetal medicine rotation. And I had that same experience where if another resident saw them, they would say, where's my doctor? So I mm. think that that rapport and that relationship, that's what's important. Um, and my philosophy is I don't want to be like um, completely responsible for your health and well-being. I think it's a partnership. So if you have a physician that puts the responsibility on you as well, as opposed to here's a magic pill that's going to take care of all your issues. Um, if you can find a, a physician that can really help you to take responsibility for your health, that's beautiful too. Um I am pregnant with my first child. Oh, congrats. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I'm wondering, what is something that I should be prepared for that I might not find out from other moms? Like, what what is an OB secret that I should know? Oh, man. Hmm. I love watching first time moms because a lot of them, they come in with like a birth plan of uh-huh. what they anticipate to happen uh-huh. and what they want. It usually doesn't go as expected. And the goal that we have is to have a healthy baby right. and a healthy delivery. So I, if that's your birth plan, then that's, that's wonderful. Um, I, I did expect- two years, I did two years of IVF. So my birth plan is to just have a kid. Awesome. <laughs> Great. We like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by any means necessary at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then even the moms that are coming in, let's say they've had a kid um, like 10 years ago. It's always a new experience for them, which is wonderful. It's like, oh, I don't remember doing any of this. No. It's so funny. <laughs> Each time is just a new time and definitely enjoy being pregnant even though towards the end you're going to be sick of it. It's just, it's such an amazing time and you'll probably grow as well um, because you're thinking, oh man, I made this thing inside of me yeah. and this is going to be a part of me. Um, but just enjoy the time. Enjoy the sleep while you have it, if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get get any sleep you can. Okay, thank exactly. you. <laughs> um, Tosi, you do you mentor other people, other people in the medical profession, and you've gone as far as to set up a mentorship program, which, to be honest with you, I do not know how you have the time to do this, but you've done it. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you could talk about what inspired you to do it, what what it takes to match a mentee and a mentor, and then also, like, how can people find a mentor in any profession that's, that feels so daunting? And if they don't have you running a program, how do you suggest people go about doing it? Right. It's such, it's a hard thing to do. And I saw that there was a need. I kept getting people asking questions along different parts of their journey. And I was like, okay, they're not finding it somewhere else, but Instagram just seems to be 
an avenue for people to find people in the medical profession. I just kept getting a lot of questions. So I thought, well, I'm just going to pilot this mentorship thing and see where it goes. And in the first week of opening it up, I got 32 mentees, which was amazing. And what the vision that I saw for it is having somebody who could follow you throughout your path, ideally starting from high school. Um, so that that's actually the point that you should start getting mentors and not just one. It should be a mentor for each aspect of your life. So I personally have a spiritual mentor who's separate from my mom um, since I'm here in residency by myself. Um And then people who are inputting into your career decisions and not telling you what to do, but um, seeing all the options that you've already thought about and giving you guidance. And I think that's one of the misconceptions of mentorship that we're just going to give and give and give. But I put a lot of the responsibility on the mentee um, instead of it being a take, take, take type of relationship. Um, I think the easiest way to find a mentor is if you have any family whatsoever that has to do with the health profession and just talk to them. Um, I was lucky. This actually wasn't lucky, but I broke my arm in the seventh grade and I met the orthopedic surgeon that took care of me and I I kind of latched on to him. So initially I wanted... (laughs) Initially, I wanted to do orthopedic surgery up until second year of medical school. And then I did my third year rotations. and was like, oh, well, I guess I fit an OBGYN. Um, but it's like, I think a lot of the people that I'm mentoring, they don't have a family member that's doing medicine. They may be the first person um, in their family who's on this path. They may be the first person who even went to college. And I find that a lot of minorities, they get discouraged in undergrad to pick something else that isn't medicine, um, maybe because their grades aren't that good. But the sooner that the mentors can get in there, the better. Um, and the way that I set it up is, let's say somebody is interested in OBGYN, then maybe I'll set them up with somebody in that specialty or in another specialty that someone's interested in. But I feel like the getting through medical school is pretty much the same in the United States. So it doesn't even matter who, what the specialty is of the other mentors, um, that it's, it's still a game to play. You have to study smart and latch on to whoever you can, who can help you. You also talk a lot about failing one of the tests and bouncing back from that. And it seemed like a lot of people had also gone through that, but were incredibly discouraged. And your attitude is like, mm-hmm. congrats, you had you failed your first big medical <laughs> school test, like <laughs> now onward. And, and right. that was really interesting to me that you were able to kind of keep moving forward through things that, that might otherwise be a deterrent for people. Right. Yeah, there are a lot of people. I think people have a view of physicians as people who don't make mistakes. They're always perfect. They're next to God, which is completely untrue. We all have our flaws and things that go wrong. Um, 
I have battled with test anxiety my whole life, and that's something that I continually have to work on. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not smart. It doesn't mean I'm not capable. It just means it takes me a little bit longer to get things. And the sooner people can learn that failure doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means that you need to learn from that situation and move forward. Um, and that's what's important. So when I filled my first board exam, like I sunk into this huge depression and it was just, it was horrible. And I never want an exam to put me in that state again, because it's an exam written by humans. It's not testing how good your bedside manner is. It's not testing. It's really not testing what what I believe is really important to be a good physician. Yes, I don't want you to kill somebody, <laughs> but I also want you to be able to take care of my mom, my sister, my family member. And just because you get a number on a test, that doesn't mean that I would trust you to take care of my relatives. So there's two parts to being a physician. Yeah, you have to know the book stuff, but we also have apps for that. So you also need to know how to be a human and still be compassionate towards people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not necessarily what the test will, will show. And that's not also necessarily easy for people to learn too sometimes, yeah. right? I mean, that that's, can be a very innate skill. Right. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to become a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, I, I wanted to ask about um, this list that you posted on Instagram, where I follow you very actively, and <laughs> you had listed 10 wellness focus areas for yourself. And I wanted to just read, oh. read them off. And, and I'm, okay. I'm curious how you landed on them and then how you are cultivating them in an, in your incredibly mm. busy life. So for our listeners, here is what they were. They, they really resonated with me. Um, the areas of focus for you were spiritual, mental, physical, financial, self-improvement, education and career, contribution to society, relationships, creativity, and travel. And those, mm -hmm. those felt like I could have framed that and put that up in my bathroom to look at every day to remind myself like these are these are the areas so how did how did you kind of land on those and how do you you know tap into those areas on a regular basis nice so I started that list not this past new year but the new year before so 2017 and I was really trying to come up with goals that were measurable and reasonable for me to do. So actually in 2017, I was trying to set three goals a day, three goals a week, three goals a month, three goals a year. And the way I wanted to hit those was by addressing those 10 areas. So it didn't matter which area I hit for the goals as long as I was hitting all of them at some point. Hmm. Um, so then in the subcategories, I went a little bit deeper and I, I pulled that list up for myself so I could see. Um, so in terms of spiritual health, I'd maybe put three bullets of where I wanted to grow. Um, and then I think you can just go deeper and deeper and keep making a list, but I just wanted to keep it simple. And all of those areas that 
I'm addressing are things that I value and I find important. Um, and I feel like if I'm growing in those areas, then my life will feel as whole as possible. And some of the spaces that I really wanted to work on were my mental health, because I kind of was ignoring that for a long time, and also my physical health. So those were two areas that I felt were the weakest and and needed improving. And how did you um, kind of focus in on those? What kind of improvements or steps did you take to care for your mental and physical health? So in terms of the mental health, I had to develop coping strategies for like anxiety and depression. Um, So just to backtrack, I didn't really think mental health was a thing. It seems like in the African community, it's like, okay, you're just sad. So it wasn't until recently that I actually experienced it and thought that it's not just being sad. Mm. It's like you're in this state and you feel like you're in a pit and you can't get out of it. So I definitely had to talk to a professional and um, got help that way in sorting out my thoughts and especially with the grieving process um, to just see where my head was and if I could, if talking to somebody would help. Um, And then just small coping strategies for my test anxiety. So I had this long list of things that I could try when I was feeling really anxious when I was studying, including like deep breathing, meditation, listening to worship music. If I really can't study, then I'll stop, go work out. Um, Yeah, just doing a bunch of things and then eventually something works. And if those don't work, then I just go to sleep and try again later. That's the best advice for any. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. For any Take a nap and eat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As a self-described life motivator, like what is your biggest tip to people to kind of, I, I find, I personally find you so motivating. I know I mentioned before our interview started, you, sh- you put a picture in your Instagram stories of like all the numerous alarms you had set for yourself. <laughs> and they weren't just like to wake up and, and maybe like remember to do something, but you had extensive notes about the what you were going to do and the and the reason and how, you know, like being late is dis- is disrespecting the person that you're meeting. All these like beautiful bits of advice were just in mm. your alarms. So <laughs> I, I guess, you know, if we can leave with one kind of bit of life motivation like what is it that keeps you motivated and what what do you think people need to stay in that like that doesn't necessarily need to be a positive place but a forward moving place right so this is an interesting question because I wasn't in this mental space even four years ago I think it's taken three and a half years of like clawing at who I am as a person and figuring out who I am other than being a widow and going through that process. But I think losing my husband made me realize that life is short, which we know, and there's actually nothing worse that can happen to me And I tell this to people all the time, like, yeah, my husband passed away. There's nothing worse that can happen. So I'm living 
as close to no fear as I can. And God forbid this should happen to anybody, but there's, there's nothing anybody can do to you to bring you down. Like everybody is on the same playing field, even if they are a celebrity, even if they're in a position of power, you have the same strength as everybody else. You have everything within yourself to do what you need to do to succeed. And that's what wakes me up in the morning. Like, wow, I already have everything that I need um, to go on through my day. I always, I already have the strength and the power that I need to make it. So I don't even have to worry about that. I don't have to find the strength. I don't have to do anything special. Um, and then I definitely have a connection with God and I just feel like if I serve a God who made the entire universe, then I don't need to worry about anything. Um, but just, I just wish everybody could get this, that you have everything that you need within yourself and you're, you're capable of accomplishing so much. Um, you don't need validation from anybody. You don't need to compare yourself to anybody and you don't need to be like an Instagram famous person. It's fine. You can just, um, have value and add value to your community, even if it's in a small area. That's perfectly fine. I mean, this is why you've become my personal life coach, even though you don't know it yet. <laughs> I haven't told you, but I can like wake up and feel so inspired by by reading what you write and what you share. It's so moving. Um, Tosi, where can people find you on Instagram or where can they reach you if they're curious about your um, mentorship program? Sure. They can just email me at lifebytosi, L-I-F-E-B-Y-T-O-S-I-N at gmail.com. And then my Instagram is life by Tosi. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I used to make YouTube videos, but I had to stop because of residency. But <laughs> I have some videos on YouTube there. If you find me, I have found you and I have watched. Oh. I have watched. Them. <laughs> and they're great. Maybe when you get less busy you can get back to yes. it, but no pressure. Um, well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been it's been really wonderful to hear from you and learn from you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Tosi. So, Kate. Yes. How did sticking to your meal plan go? Look, I got to tell you. Tell me. I'm not sure what it is about this month-long meal plan that I've made, but so far it's going really well. That's amazing. And, you know, I believe I, what I would like to do is kind of make a template for listeners. So I'm going to add that to my to-do list because I'm keeping it in a spreadsheet. I have links and recipes that I'm using. And I'm also kind of rethinking how many meals a week I'm going to cook. Oh, okay. And kind of maybe using my slow cooker a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I also ordered both of Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks oh. because everybody raves about them yeah, and says that her recipes are very easy and delicious. So I'll report back. But so far the meal plan's going well and my kids are liking the food That's and I'm great. liking the food. We're all able to sit down for meals together. It's really nice. That's amazing. How has your grocery situation been going? It's actually been going better because I've been feeling well enough to actually go to the grocery store. Oh, good. So I went to Whole Foods few days ago and i bought a whole bunch of stuff that i've like actually been eating that's, so that's got to feel great yeah so it feels good so i feel like i'm kind of like getting it a little bit more together 
Kate, what's your intention for this week? Well, Dory, um, I have heard from many listeners who have very kindly written specifically to me with tips on how to improve my bedtime itch issues and my iPhone addiction. Ooh. Yeah, I'm getting like truly you all are like very wonderful like pretend therapists for me. I mean, maybe some of you are actual therapists. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but um, I've been really touched by how many people have written in and been like, Hey, it seems like uh, winding down a bed is hard for you. Uh, Here's some ideas. So I've gotten a lot of great listener recommendations, um, but I need to kind of like sift through them. Some are similar, some are very different. So I just kind of want to make a list mm-hmm. and then see what I can implement and see what might work for me. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, truly, one of the benefits of having a podcast is people tell you how to improve your life. So thank you for that. Seriously. That's awesome. Um, so I, my intention for this week is I need to make like, I guess like a reverse calendar of planning for the baby. Whoa, that's real. Like, like we know the baby's coming. Like, the baby's due in April. When do we need to have the nursery set up? When do we need to like, cause there's a bunch of stuff we have to do. We have to like rearrange the house a little bit. Okay. And so getting all of that stuff done in a timely manner, because as you know, we, on my other podcasts, we've heard from several people who were like, don't leave it to the last minute because the baby might come early. Oh, interesting. Like we heard from this, this came up mostly when we were talking about possibly moving. Mm. People were like, give yourself more time than you need. Someone wrote into us that their baby had come six weeks early and they didn't like they, it messed up their whole moving schedule. Like it just, you know, it was hard. And so I want to have everything ready at least a month ahead of time. So working backwards from there i feel like i need i need like i need to see it kind of like written down sure um and because matt is also like excited about it and wants to kind of do stuff but we're sort of like i feel like we're kind of like haphazardly <laughs> doing stuff now and so i want to kind of figure that out that's a fun project yeah that makes a lot of sense to just it might also it helps you feel like you have a handle yeah on i think it will kind of i'm not like i'm not super anxious anymore but i am like it does feel like oh what am i supposed to be doing you know mm-hmm. even though right now i'm not really supposed to be doing anything you did get yourself a pregnancy pillow i did and and i think i think it arrived I mean, that is going to change your life. So I haven't used it yet because I just ordered it, but I believe it arrived today. So yeah, I got the pregnancy pillow. I got the maternity jeans. You're getting yeah. all that. You're hitting all the pregnancy I'm moving stuff. in the right direction yeah. here. And you're, you're, you're feeling a little bit better. Those feeling are all better. good things. Yeah, totes. Well, listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this journey. We love knowing what your intentions are. If you're setting them each yeah, week, we do. hit us up. Um, you can always reach us um, via voicemail at 781-591-0390. Or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. And if you click on the about tab, you can see all the spinoff groups that we have. And if you like this here show, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can always tell a friend. And if you really like us, mention us on your social media platform that you love the most. And just a reminder that everything we talk about is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast and on Twitter at Forever 35 Pod. 
And of course, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.